Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay. <laughs> Kate, I'm not. I'm not sure we're still. I'm, I'm not sure we're talking anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, hello, and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes, who apparently all hate me, explore food history and get pickled in the process. Do you hate yourself? I mean, for sure. But before I made you read, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Those books. Uh, that was for entertainment purposes, and also this will only make sense if we actually put that episode out. So we should probably stop talking about it. Yeah. This is episode number uh, nineteen. Jesus. Yeah. Where we'll be discussing <laughs> advent calendars. Yeah. Uh, I'm Melissa. I'm Amy, and I'm Kate. Fantastic. So now that we've introduced ourselves, <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, every episode we like to ask ourselves one food-related question. So, Kate, what do we got? I know we talked about it, and I do not remember what we talked about. Okay, well then. Uh, oh. <laughs> Guys, this is like the third episode we've recorded yeah. tonight, so I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> All right. We'll make it quick. Um, okay, this is, again, a two-part deal Ooh, so you love the two-parters I do. well i You're feel like fan. i feel like the one-parters are a little too short sometimes mm. official name of that is double-barreled question it's a double-barreled question oh bang um, bang yeah <clears throat> okay first uh food part is so for you traditionally or maybe not traditionally um does the christmas quote-unquote meal whether it's on christmas eve or christmas day does it tend to be a like a traditional sit-down meal with the whole thing or is it more of like um a grazing um kind of come as you are like have snacks as you go kind of day Mm. like usually Mm -hmm. most people for thanksgiving have a have a if they celebrate thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner it's thanksgiving dinner but i think christmas is a little bit more varied so which which is it or some variation variation of that <laughs> um is it for you guys and then um do you have a favorite christmas carol or christmas movie mm. those are all good questions they're both really good questions uh amy do you want to go first sure so uh traditionally in my family i don't remember there ever being like a christmas day meal like at all like I like it was just like a normal day for cooking, but Christmas Eve we would always order Chinese food. Oh, okay. So okay. that's fun. Yeah, and then we would just eat like whatever, whatever we'd have. Thanksgiving was always like a big to do, but Christmas for food wise, not really. We would just order the Chinese food Christmas night. Um, I started a tradition with my kids where I do like a big giant brunch. Um, I love that. And it's most of it's like stuff I can make ahead of time. I'll do baked scrambled eggs. So, like, it's nothing like I have to, like, watch and stand over to cook so that I can enjoy the festivities. Because that's that's the main... I think that's probably why my family's never really done any, like, big yeah, meals. Yeah, because there's a just, lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. want to enjoy shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I forgot what your second part of the question was already. Carol. <laughs> Favorite Christmas carol or m- Christmas movie. Okay. So, 
So I, wait, by carol, sorry, clarifying no, go, question. Go Do you mean something that like carolers actually sing or just song? Oh, just a Christmas song. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Does that change your answer? Yes. I really like the she and him version of Baby It's Cold Outside because they gender swap. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's still it's rapey, fun. but it's fun. Yeah, it's still rapey for yeah. sure. But it's uh, like I like where when like modern artists take classic Christmas songs and like put a spin on them. I'm not a big fan of religious Christmas music. I'm mm. more uh, appreciative of secular Christmas music. Can mm. we just say that like the Little Drummer Boy song is like the worst Christmas song and also the worst Christmas like animated oh. It's the worst one. Yes, I do. Now, you're up against a bunch of heavyweights, mm-hmm. but it's the worst one of all the like yeah, claymation. Yeah, I don't remember the claymation That's at all. because it's bad. I have, <laughs> I have like a, like I have the California Raisins Christmas <laughs> special thing oh that I pirated. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And they do like a whole bit on like what is wassailing. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's waffling. Oh, no. It's like, ugh, like they can't remember what it is. The camels in that are yeah. a work of art. Yes. Truly are. Uh, love every moment of it. Mm-hmm. So I, like I, I appreciate like the like that kind of stuff that was from my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I also I really like Christmas movies that aren't like traditional like feel good christmas movies like die hard yeah die Hard's so good gremlins is so good and so yeah. dark yeah like mm-hmm. i like weird like movies that take place on christmas yeah they've, got, christmas. they've got that christmas feel yes but the movie itself isn't about christmas right yeah and then mm-hmm. like i said like i like the i appreciate the things that were popular when i was younger because they're nostalgic for me but i also really like for like modern ish christmas movies my favorite is elf elf is so good it's it so is good. so good it's so sweet so good and then i really love miracle on 34th street as like a classic okay and white christmas i like miracle on 34th street because it made me want to be a lawyer when i was a kid okay and i like white christmas <laughs> because i just love the music oh, and like the, the pageantry amazing rosemary mm-hmm. clooney and the song that Bing Crosby and her sing by the fireplace when she's having trouble sleeping and like I sing that to my kids Mm -hmm. adorable like it's just I like the sisters song yeah I like it when they both do it never were what was it never were there two devoted never were there two devoted sisters yep yeah it's good nothing's gonna come between me and my sister I yeah. like it. I'm it's into great. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love every every part of it. Mm-hmm. And then this, the snow song and the train, too. All of it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just so good. And then the finale. I mean, and it's really a, a sex comedy. Like, a funny, yes. like, ooh, they get into these wacky situations. What's going to happen? Like, yep. this person's deceiving this person to try and get them here or whatever. Like, with the whole train thing. Right. He thinks they're going to, like, Florida or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're actually, they're, like, ditching on a quote-unquote, like, slumlord, but it's, like... Mm. Right, right. What was really mm. happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, just, so those are my two favorite classic movies, is Miracle 34th Street and White Christmas. Um, White Christmas because of the everything. Yes. <laughs> except except for Bing Crosby's uh, domestic violence. Oh, no. Uh, There's also a song that seems <laughs> very minced. Troll? The minstrel song is Yeah. It's a yeah. little like like it's not overtly offensive. He's not in but, blackface. But, right. but watching it you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Like you know that there's something there yeah. that is yeah. not 
great. I, yeah, it's not great. My yeah. favorite weird song from it is doing choreography. Choreography it, is so it's good. It's so bizarre. It yeah. is, but it, it, it perfectly encapsulates this like weird time in cinema history that, where it's going from one form of musical to another. Yeah. That scene reminds me a lot of like Funny Face. Yes. Like a lot of the scenes from Funny Face. When I see that scene, I'm like, I expect Audrey Hepburn to come mm. out and be doing all in sorts her white of, like, socks and wacky black like, leggings. Yeah. yeah, throwing arms and legs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And when the, the I love Funny Face too, and they pretend to be beatniks. It's so good. Although the two of them getting together is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. Yep. But anyways, <laughs> old timey movie sidebar over. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So doubtful, those are my two doubtful. favorite classics and my favorite modern movie. I actually don't like watching like I watch like Rudolph and everything with my kids and everything. But like it's very problematic watching it as an adult because like Rudolph's dad is like a bully to him. Oh, my God. He's awful. And yeah. Santa's awful. Yes. Yeah, so, like they're all like you're different. Fuck you. Until like, they need you. Right. Yeah. Like it's a horrible message. It's really children. bad. It's horrible. So whenever, like, the kids love it. They love to watch it. But then, like, we have a talk Mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah, that's called parenting. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike everybody else who refuses to talk to their shitty kids. Like, I don't want to have to explain to my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk to Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Explain to them why that's not 100% accurate. Yeah. Whatever. So I have a very long time answering that. No, that's great. Sorry. That's that's good. That's good. (laughs) We've been drinking. Uh, we're always drinking accurate i mean i posted my 2009 2019 pictures and my 2019 was perpetually drunk (laughs) so yeah um me Yeah. yeah me um so when i was younger um we definitely had like a sit down dinner on like christmas day but christmas eve was chinese food mm-hmm. which seems like a pretty common thing we would get chinese food and whatever now i split my christmas so like greg and i have christmas together christmas day where we don't have to go anywhere we wake up together have breakfast and like we usually do a special meal um but christmas eve i go to my family's house and we usually have like a big like a big dinner with they have um my cousin Pam has this really really beautiful Christmas china mm-hmm. that has like you know like Christmas trees mm-hmm. and like trucks like you know like the old timey truck <clears throat> it, it's just the best every year pretty much I take a picture of it and post it to Instagram because it's just like the most beautiful china no. on the planet um but so I do that every year pretty much it's christmas eve up there sit down dinner big deal and then christmas day at home kind of just you know drinking mm-hmm. mimosas and we do dinner but it's not like a really fancy or like yeah we don't even have a kitchen table so <laughs> it's a eat on the couch kind of thing but we usually have like you know well like make a chicken or something nice fancy um in terms of like carol's i I don't really none of the oldie oldies are my favorite like I enjoy them mm-hmm. like there's definitely a time and place for like Bing Crosby um, or whatever I have the Frank Sinatra Christmas album and I like that but um, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues is oh, like God, that's a really yes. 100% yeah. like one of my favorite Christmas songs um, and then she and him actually has another song that's I think it's called The Coldest Day of the Year mm-hmm. it's a great yeah. song which is very similar yeah. to Baby It's Cold Outside except it's very much like hey both these people have are consenting and are very into yeah. staying in together mm-hmm. and like they're not so much using the excuse that it's cold outside to for their 
families is just like a jokey. Right. Ah, well, I guess I'll stay here. Like, whatever. And that's really nice, too. Um, I also really, really love um, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas soundtrack, the Ron Howard one, like mm-hmm, the Jim Carrey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like um, Ben Fold's yeah. Lonely Christmas Eve that's is on there, song. which is so fucking good. Christmas is um, Christmas Christ- of Christ- Love yeah. by I thought I, that might be the Eels or that might I, be a I different one. I think the Eels is the Christmas, Christmas is, is going, going to the, the Dogs, dogs yes. which is also really good. So good. Cri- oh, Christmas um, of Love is Isidore and something. Okay. But I love I love all those. Yeah, songs. they're really good. They're I really good. like Christmas songs that are. <clears throat> different and modern but not like too modern yeah. mm-hmm. like when i was younger i had christina aguilera's christmas album <laughs> and it's so bad it is like it's literally just her going like oh, 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 like mm-hmm. every song vocalizations i can do yeah like every song yeah. it's just like oh my god can you please just fucking sing the song um and then also um christmas rapping by the waitresses always good really always love good that's one that i know like literally every single mm-hmm. word to and if i'm at work and it comes on like i'm gonna sing every single word which mm-hmm. has led to some yeah awkward situations because i'm like in the middle of a conversation i'm like hold on merry christmas yeah merry hold christmas. on he's got it <laughs> yep. he's also he's also there for cranberry sauce they both forgot cranberry sauce oh my god it's turned into the best christmas ever like <laughs> it's just so fun it's so really sweet mm-hmm. uh movies i don't really know i really like elf i really love Die Hard and gremlins i like white christmas i'm not as like head over heels mm-hmm. um for it just because i think it's really long um and i haven't watched a lot of like old christmas movies um but elf's really good oh um nightmare before christmas i really love but it's not in my opinion it's not a christmas movie fair uh, or no it is a christmas movie sorry it's not a halloween movie so nightmare yeah. before christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people argue that it's a halloween movie and i'm like the whole thing takes place during, during christmas, christmas. Mm-hmm. yeah um so that's really fun i listen to those songs a lot yeah those are yes. yeah. those are definitely on my mm-hmm. christmas not the halloween ones but those are on my Halloween playlist. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it's in an in-between. It's an in-between. Yep. My answer is lacks depth because I'm drunk. <laughs> That's cool. Fair. <laughs> I was just thinking, man, Melissa's like listing a bunch of songs that I want to add to my Christmas playlist. I'm not going to remember. I have a pretty extensive playlist. Any I'm, I'm going to put, I'll put together a drunk dish. Okay. Unless we start a drunk dish, Spotify. I don't know what that we'll entails. Figure it out. I don't think it matters because I don't think anybody would follow it. But anyways, Kate. Okay. <laughs> um. So I, so as far as Christmas dinner is concerned, um. so Christmas Eve has always been at my grandparents house um at my nonny and nono's house and that it's like an open house and so and there were a million kids and a million grandkids and lots of cousins and a like whole big crazy thing so that has always been a um just a kind of smorgasbord yeah that makes Um, sense yeah just of like everything like snacks and um my there was there would always be um my Nunny would make her ravioli, which was amazing. Um, and it was like and that would always be on the stove and her meatballs and that would always be there. But, uh, you know, you come in, you have what you want, when you want. There's no um, because, again, there would be a million people running around. And so it was very much a feed 
fend fend for yourself, feed yourself kind of Mm -hmm. situation. Um, I think when um, I was a kid, that Christmas day at my house was very similar, sort of like... um, because it's hectic. So there's like presents yeah. and, you know, all, all that happening. So it was probably a lot of like sandwiches, you know, like mm-hmm. sort of leftover maybe or I'm not really sure. We definitely do um, Chinese on New Year's, not on Christmas. Oh, like that was Yeah, that's thing. really that's really popular. Yeah. too. Um, so but now um, we sort of do a, a little bit more of a actual sit down christmas dinner because it's like everybody's a little bit older and so um but i personally would much prefer and last year we did the brunch thing we did like i fucking love brunch it's it was so great it was so fun and it was like the food was there when people Mm -hmm. you know wanted it and i've got three younger nieces and they're they're the fun part now so it's like get all the food out of the way and then let's go open presents and so that's really that's a really fun thing um as far as Christmas movie or Carol, um, so I am conflicted because I love the traditional, like, Christian Christmas music. I love, like, my favorite song is Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love Carol of the Bells. Like in that a- was one I was gonna say. Like Carol of the Bell, oh. Carol of the Bells. Any variation, generally, I love. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think beautiful. it just has a good like cadence. It does. It's not yeah. even about the subject matter. Well, so, it just sounds. Nice. Yeah, it's just like, it's love. It's just lovely and rich and and it just I think it sort of bought like just is it is what Christmas. Sort yeah, of feels I mean like. it's Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, so yeah. is Oh Holy Night. The Oh Holy Night from Home Alone with the little girl, you know, like when they're, oh, it's the best. Oh, okay. Home Alone <laughs> is, come on, let's. Yeah, like, no, that's definitely one of the for tops. Sure. Um, I've never seen Home Alone. Okay. So we can watch Scream and Home Alone the same day. <laughs> I can't get you fucking bitches here to watch two movies. Are you kidding me? We could do it. We, we could, could do, do it. it. We were supposed to watch Scream like, you so know, three before Halloween. Ago. The weekend, yeah. I know you're probably working, but the weekend before Christmas. I will be done. I won't be working the weekend. Okay. I don't work weekends. Boobs. I'll be done with teaching. Though. Anyways, but yeah. Calendar off side. Off. Yeah. <laughs> off. <laughs> off um, show comments. You mean you, I shouldn't, I shouldn't disclose my full <laughs> schedule, my full work schedule. <laughs> podcast, when I'm done, when I'm, when I'm, um, but I don't like give like a rat's ass about the baby Jesus, right? So like none of that. What about adult Jesus? <laughs> Shake and bake, sweet baby um, Jesus. <laughs> He's an adult. I choose to prove prayer to the baby. Sorry, yeah, I like yeah. the baby better. Yeah. Um, and if for on Christmas Day he's a baby. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, none he wasn't of- born in December. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Most likely June or July. Anywho, um, <laughs> none of the religious part like enters into my life at all, right? Um, except but for those, but those songs like they're about especially because you're of Italian descent, yeah. So I and I'm of Italian descent, like I s- totally get that, yeah. Like, like it's if, like ingrained in your, yeah, just in your per- whole person. Like person? I don't persona, persona. Yeah. Like I don't like, like I don't believe in Jesus in any way, shape, or form, but. Well, he was a he real was a person. Dude. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a real I mean, person right. that existed. I don't believe he's a god or the son of God. 
like you don't believe no never mind we're not gonna go there this episode (laughs) but but like i love going to mass like i think it's beautiful like midnight mass or just midnight mass yeah midnight mass is is really beautiful yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you can go almost as like a joke like if you can go and just watch it for the pageantry and just the yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good thanks though but yeah so anyway so i so i am conflicted sometimes when i listen to the actual words about some of those songs i don't care for silent night it's just never been my favorite but carol the bell drony yeah it really is yeah um and then and then oh tannenbaum which is oh christmas tree is i have a bit we're going there trivia okay about no it's not part of no the episode okay i just have a bit of trivia about it okay go for Uh, it maryland's state song is set to the same exact melody oh my gosh (laughs) i feel like most state songs are set to the melody of other songs yeah yeah that's probably true like it's the same that's great so i thought you were gonna start saying that's great but to the tune of oh tenenbaum the way you said it and i was like what's happening We're both singing, um, but not Hamilton. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so Otanenbaum was so my I lived with my grandfather who was German growing up. And so like mm-hmm. that was his like he loved that song. We also this is not a euphemism for anything. I'm going to put this out there right now. But we used to there was a pickle and it got hidden on the Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, that's a thing, there. right? Yeah. 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 It's not a euphemism. It's a yeah, real no. pickle. Yeah, yeah, no one's hiding their dick in the yeah. Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe somebody somewhere. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Like, uh, anyway. Anyway, so um, I love I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. I love that song so much. It makes me laugh so much. I She just wants that hippopotamus yeah. so bad. Um, and... So as far as like a contemporary, which I know it's not a contemporary Christmas song, but it's kind of was rediscovered. Right. right. It's like, um, I really like the 12 days of Christmas, but the like dirty one. <laughs> I like that. There's one that's um, where it's like button up the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The 12 pains of Christmas. Yeah, it's that's so stupid. So good, though. It's so stupid, it's, but I yeah. it makes me smile. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That one's fucked up. Yeah, that one's <laughs> I don't little, get it. Yeah. I don't understand. I feel really bad for Grandpa. Like, I feel like they take advantage of him a lot. But also Grandma. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um... <laughs> And then as far as a Christmas movie is concerned, like all the stuff that we've sort of said, but also pretty much any version of A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. I'm there mm. for. So I like, really like the Muppet Muppets one. Muppets Christmas yes, Carol. the Muppet one's the best. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, Marley, Michael Caine Marley and Marley. Oh like, my, yeah. yeah. But we, like, one year at work, we did a movie at insert place that I work mm-hmm. um, and I was able to get like a bunch of couches and stuff put in our theater and literally we just played a Muppet Christmas Carol all day and yeah. I like rented a popcorn machine so that I could make popcorn all day for it was so fun something we would never do now Aww. because our company's fucking garbage but it was so amazing and fun like i worked all day and i worked in the theater with people watching that movie and just like making them popcorn and it was like it's such a good the best experience and it was so fun and like so many little kids came in that like had never seen it and they were just like (gasps) 
What's what this? Kermit yeah. the Frog? Like, yeah. what's yeah. going on? And I was just like, oh my god, my heart, my heart is bursting. I have I've welcomed a whole new generation oh of little no. baby children. I into, love that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's that's simply like a comfort. It's it is, so yeah. good comfort um, movie. But for like, me. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. I've I love never seen it. Really? What? Oh. Um, mm. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. I love the George C. Scott Christmas Carol. I love the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol. Like I just there, I yeah, there. It's, I mean, it's a it's a timeless story. That's yeah. the first story I remember my mom reading to me as a kid. Okay, oh, I, I love yeah. Scrooge too. Even though yeah. Scrooge, it's not is. a very good movie. It's not very well put together, but I freaking it's, love come on, it. It's Bill that's, Murray. It's, it's amazing. So that's good. Jake's favorite. It's so movie good. It was so Carol good. Kane. Yeah, she's just like slapping the shit yeah. out of. She's my favorite part of that fucking movie. So good. she is. Yeah, but she's really the best part. Any movie that she's in, she's that's pretty much she's fucking adorable. I have a follow up question. Oh, okay. Oh my god. That's, that's gonna be so long. I know. I'm sorry. Ahead. What's your favorite novelty Christmas carol or Christmas song? I don't know what that means. Like, a, like Grandma got run over by a reindeer. It, oh, or like probably that twelve. Apparently, it's called Twelve Pains of Christmas. Oh, it so is. It just makes me laugh so much because it's like one of those stupid things. It's like observational I transformer. For yeah, Christmas. it's like it's like observational comedy. It's yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld getting up and being like, what's the deal with Christmas lights? That's like that yeah. entire song. And it's just like you just giggle and you're like, it's funny because it's true. It's so I want to hear yeah. Jerry Seinfeld now cover that song because that's what popped in my head is his voice <laughs> my favorite i don't know if it counts as a as a uh novelty christmas song but um there's a acapella band called straight no Ch- no chaser oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and they do a um 12 days of christmas also um and it's really really good and the um they break into like um, Africa by Toto at the end, and it's just excellent. Oh, I love every cover of Africa. Oh, for I'm I, <laughs> that new Weezer cover is like probably oh, yeah. for the 2019 when Spotify tells me what songs I listen to the yep. most. That's probably going to be number one. So that just made me think of something. There's a song that I discovered last year, and I put it on my Christmas playlist. It's by BB King. Okay. And it's called Backdoor Santa. Oh, yeah. That that's sounds, a good. Oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. literally about him going into all these houses yep. when there are kids outside, like having snowball fights uh-huh. or whatever, and dad's out of the house and he's fucking all of those moms. Yup. <laughs> this is amazing. It's fucking wild. Yep. I uh, just discovered it last year. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, wait, wait. What? Is he? Is he saying one? Wait, think? he's coming in the back door of the house because uh-huh. he's. He's yeah. fucking those moms. Yeah. That's their Christmas present. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm Santa and I'm giving you the present and it's my dick. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I got to listen to that. It's and it's good. Like, it's a fun song. Yeah, right. Like, it's a fun. It's that like kind of a bluesy, jazzy. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wild. Nice. All right. What's yours? Uh, Jake makes fun of me relentlessly for this. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Dominic the donkey. I love Dominic the donkey. I don't know what that is. But again, there's that's donkey Itali- sound effects. That's Italian. I think that's a. It's a. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the whole idea is that Santa can't use reindeer in Sicily because it's too rocky. So he uses Dominic the donkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, and he dances with the mayor's hat on and. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this in my life. <gasps> yeah, Jake had never heard of it either. And I'm I was like, Irish. What do you want? How have you never heard <laughs> yeah. of it? And I played it, and the kids fucking love it to the point where they'll sing it year round. Oh, that's cute. Irritates the shit out of my husband. It's great. Hey, 
tell them to fuck off. It's part of your culture. <laughs> Quote unquote culture. Yeah. yeah. You both know what it is and you're both Italian. So yeah, I don't have a drop of Italian. Blood yeah, but it's like me. on the radio. It's I not like fucking listen to the radio. Oh, what is this? Right. Oh, yeah. What is this? <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> Anytime I have to put the radio on is fucking awful. And I'll usually end up just putting on NPR because uh, yes. I can't handle the regular radio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. OK, Melissa, what are we drinking? Today? Yeah, we got to move this episode along. <laughs> we really do, we're like, yeah, we're like 40 bad. minutes and we haven't started talking about anything related to the thing. Yet. So Christmas time. What do you think about Christmas time stuff that people drink? Although this is probably more common in the UK. Mm. Um, but we already did eggnog, so it can't be eggnog. So what else is there? It's mulled wine. Um, so not super excited that we're going to be drinking a hot beverage, but mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get through it because we're all very warm uh, and sweaty. It, yeah. So um, very sweaty. This listeners. particular. <laughs> <laughs> this particular mulled wine has a bottle of just a red wine. Um, you don't want to use something that has a really complex flavor. So you don't want to use like a Pinot Noir or like a Syrah. So you want to stick to something like a Malbec or mm-hmm. like a Cabernet or something. So I spe- I got a Malbec for this. Um, one cup of apple cider. One orange. Um, now I changed this a little bit to make them caramelized. Ca- Car- caramelized car- caramelized because caramel is not a thing it's a place it's caramel yeah but when it's like the verb but it's spelt caram it's spelt caramelized you just said car- caramel <laughs> caramelized caramelized but caramel isn't a thing is my point but that's how you pronounce it i don't know if that's true anyway so i i i <laughs> poinsettia poinsettia uh <laughs> I'm so, a bologna. So I, ah. bologna. So I, I burnt the shit out of some orange slices um, and threw those in there. Ooh. Is that like you're supposed to burn some shit? Out well, of we'll get, slices? we'll get into that. Okay. Um, Six whole cloves. Okay. Three cinnamon sticks. Okay. Three star anise. <laughs> and a partridge in or a pear tree. Or anise. Anise. I never know which it is. An- it's pronounced almost like anus. Right. right? Anus. anus. Oh, that's right. We had that one episode where I had to look it up. And, and you just kept saying it. And it was like anus. 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 <laughs> anus. Um, a quarter cup honey okay. and a half cup brandy. I mean, this sounds delicious. No, I already tried it. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you throw it all in a medium saucepan over medium heat. Um, combine. Bring to a simmer, but not to a boil. Then reduce heat to medium low. Simmer gently over low heat for at least 10 minutes. And then serve warm and garnish with more citrus slices in cinnamon sticks. Fancy. So I'm going to go grab that for us. And then we'll be right back to talk a little bit about the history of mulled wine, which is terribly researched and not well put together. Cool. Aren't you having any breakfast? I'm not in the mood. What are you looking at? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Shitter was full! Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. He ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. 
get a miniature pony because the goats would need a miniature pony. I want pony like friend. a homestead. Yeah. Like that's like I want like chickens and mm-hmm. a, a milking cow. Like a yeah, Jersey you cow. should get all of that. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about goats and mini. Mini, whatever. All right. So we've got our. Oh, my God. It's so sticky. I spilt so much of this while I was pouring it because I had to like strain it. So we've got some mold wine here. And if you don't like red wine, buckle your seatbelts. Oh Ooh, that was a that was that a good, was good. one. Good clink. Oh, geez. I haven't just spilt this on your couch. Oh, my God. It's so good here. I love it. But I also like red wine. Like, doesn't it just warm your soul? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd rather be drinking hot cocoa. Yeah, like, hot I'm, cocoa gives me a tummy ache. I'm very. Oh, that's that's delicious. Yeah, it's. I mean, it tastes good. I'm just like it, it's a weird sensation for me to drink hot things. I don't drink coffee. Hot cocoa doesn't get you fucking blitzed. That's true. <laughs> I thought you were asking a question. <laughs> no, make, I was. You make that hot that's cocoa with rum chata, Will. I've never had that. I've never mm. had rum chata. <gasps> Yeah, mm. it's a thing. Anyways, we're moving on to history now, mm. um, which I said is not well organized. <laughs> I had a time, all right, because uh, apparently a month between episodes isn't enough time to research a Mm-mm. topic and actually put together a cohesive. <laughs> Did you see my um, notes? SI- no, I, I didn't see your notes. <laughs> um, so mulled wine, also known as spiced wine. Is a drink usually made with red wine, fruit, and various winter spices like cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon. Why is why is orange a winter? I don't know flavor. I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. I did not look Sorry, that up. I didn't mean to. Uh, it is a traditional a drink around Christmas. There on are non-alcoholic versions, but like why? What? Yeah. Why? Um, alcoholics. Mm. You know. You little know. baby kids sometimes they want alcoholics reformed alcoholics you mean or just alcoholics? Uh, well uh, recovering alcoholics because you're always an alcoholic yeah. right even if you're recovering right you know just like one's a bitch always a bitch <laughs> sorry i'm in inter- would know i'm internalizing <laughs> <laughs> i'm a nice person all right anyways Maybe um sweet. what i was gonna say made us read <laughs> something but then i realized we might not ever release that bonus episode so we'll probably release it it's just that no one will listen to it and anyone that does won't listen to any of our other episodes ever (laughs) again ever 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 (laughs) so wine was first recorded as spiced and heated in rome during the second century Hmm. um the romans would heat wine to warm their bodies and help defend them against the cold winter but like Um, just normal alcohol does that right but like this is better it tastes better yeah. Which we'll get into. Uh, did you say, uh? <laughs> well, so it looks like she's going to kill me. I'm scared. I worked. I, it took me all day to make this mulled wine. I know. I'm not a big fan of red wine, so I'm, I'm not, not the, I'm not like your that. target demographic. Okay. <laughs> I just took a really big sip. It's so good, though. You should definitely. It's, it really it really is delicious. tasty. It's probably the best, like, iteration of red wine I've ever consumed in my life. I enjoy a good red wine. I'm just not a fan I drink of red wine. white most of the time, but I enjoy a good red yeah. wine. Anyways, so, of course, the Romans conquered, like, fucking everything. So mm. they brought spiced wine with them, or mulled wine, rather. Um, in the Middle Ages, Europeans would mix heated wine with spices because they believed it would promote health and avoid sickness. Mm-hmm. Because I guess mulled, mulled wine is better than cocaine <laughs> or opium, you mm. know. 
you do you. Um, they would also use things like herbs and flowers to sweeten the bitter wine. Mm. Uh, one Victorian example of mulled wine is the Smoking Bishop, a mulled wine that was popular and appears in A Christmas Carol by Dickens, where Scrooge says, we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of Smoking Bishop, Bob. Huh. The smoking bishop was made from port, red wine, lemons, or Seville oranges, sugar, and spices. The citrus fruit was roasted to caramelize it, and the ingredients were then warmed together. This recipe is no longer seen in modern culture. So the original recipe I had didn't have you caramelizing the oranges, but I thought that sounded like a neat idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also I thought like a kind of like burnt orange would be really nice for like a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I take pictures of the drinks. Yeah. They're pretty, you know, like a little hot toddy glass with a little like burnt orange on the side there. Mm -hmm. I thought thought that would be nice. Yeah. Um, A more traditional recipe can be found in Mrs. Beaton's book of household management from 1869. Over time, the penchant for mulled wine faded, except in Sweden, where claret, which is wine, sugar, honey, and spices, or lutendrank, which is spices, wine, and milk, were two variations that the Swedish monarchy popularized over the centuries. As many different recipes and versions popped up over the years, recipe books started to use the collective name glog. Glog. Not not grog. Glog. And this was first mentioned in 1609. The next large change was in the 1800s with cognac glog started to become popular. Hmm. It was in the 1890s. The glog became synonymous with Christmas. Every wine merchant across England had their own recipe to share. And as time went on, these unique bottles were distributed across Europe. So like basically every every merchant was like, oh, I got the best recipe for mold glog or whatever. Drink it. And put some fucking Santa people on it. Um <laughs> That's true. I don't have that written in my notes, but that was a thing that, like, oftentimes these bottles would have Santa on them to Uh, be like, Christmas, drink it. Yeah. Um, You hate your family. Make it better with this. (laughs) Um, Over the next several decades, mold wine only grew grew in popularity all over the world with a huge number of variations. So now I have a direct excerpt from um, The Science and Magic of Mulled Wine, which is written by Andy Connolly. And it's kind of about like the chemistry of putting Mm -hmm. spices and shit into wine and why that makes it better. So this is quoted. I did not write this. This is way too well written for me to have written. (laughs) Uh, Spices not only hide spoiled flavors. Flavor spelt with a U, by the way, because mm. they fancy. Flavors. Mm. Flavors. Uh, but they can also transform foods into multi-sensory experiences. When we eat, our senses come alive. Our eyes and ears anticipate. Our sense of touch searches out cold, hot, rough, or smooth. Our smell and taste combine to give us flavor. Our flavor senses are complex analytical instruments, chemical sensors of incredible sensitivity, and spices can give them a real workout. Taste buds provide us with the sensation of sweet, salt, sour, bitter, and umami. Tastes that are hardwired from birth. But this only provides about 20% of the flavor experience, and the rest comes from Cummins. The rest comes from smell. I thought you were going old school and saying cometh. The rest (laughs) cometh from smell. While our tongue has about 9,000 taste buds, we have around 5 to 10 million receptors capable of detecting smell. When spicy food enters our mouths, volatile aroma molecules are released. 
These are carried up into the nose to the olfactory sensory cells, which fire in response to the shape and vibration of the aroma molecules, sending electric impulses to the brain via a complex system of nerves on the olfactory bulb. Whoa. So many science words. So many. You did a great job, though. This smell image then combines with taste information in the orbitofrontal cortex to form the perception of flavor and define the desirability of food. It has been suggested that the smell image can also become an addressable memory linked with other senses and emotions. Mm. So like when you smell, like for me, the smell of chlorine brings back a lot of like feelings and memories from like being a kid and going Mm -hmm. to my aunt Bobby's house and swimming in the pool and all that stuff. So I have a direct connection to that smell. Yeah. Um, Smell is the only human sense that bypasses the brain switchboard, the thalamus, to connect directly to the limbic regions, which are the emotional center of the brain. Center spelled the British way, by the way. Mm -hmm. T-R-E, which means it's smart. It doesn't mean it's smart. It's just how the American spelling of things came out of the Revolutionary War when we wanted to identify ourselves as a separate entity from Great Britain. So we hired someone to make our own dictionary and our own spelling. But of also words. what's really it's an important part of the revolution. No, I agree. But also what's hilarious is when like it's like, oh, how did colonists speak? Well, they mostly spoke like us because the way that British people speak was developed by trying to differentiate themselves from the poor people. Yeah. So they started like affecting their language to sound uh-huh. all like hoody toddy and fancy. Yeah. And that's why Southern Southerners sound the most like British people. Yeah. It's weird. Because it comes from Southern plantation owners. It's the easiest. White Southerners. The easiest say. accent to um, fake. Anyways. Yep. So, for example, the feelings of excitement and anticip- anticipation we feel at Christmas become associated with our smell image of Christmas. If we can create a mold wine that resembles some portion of this smell image, we should be able to bring back some of those happy emotions as we make it and drink it. Mm. That's all I got. That's nice. I love that. The end. So, you- oh, go ahead. One of you specifically said before any of this started, smells like Christmas. Yeah. Like, oh, who, did you me. say that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got cinnamon and clove right. and like right. orange. But, yeah. Yeah. but cinnamon and cloves. Yes, I agree. They are Christmassy smells. But like there's a difference between it smells like cinnamon. I mean, it really does smell like Christmas. And it smells like Christmas. Like yeah. if, if you threw a like a little bit of pine something in there, then it would be all over. I have wouldn't. a pine scented candle and it's heaven. There's some Christmas movie. I can't remember what it is where like someone like, oh, it's. It's Nightmare Before Christmas, where Jack Skellington like crumples up the oh, Christmas yep. ornament and mm-hmm. then puts it in the beaker, the sciencey things. Uh-huh. And it's, like that's like if that had a scent, it would be this what we're mm, drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like where that's it's very weird. It smells weird. Yeah, it's a very complex sense that I think people kind of ignore because it's mm-hmm. like Joe, just smell. Like there's a guy again, one of the YouTube channels that we watch mm-hmm. that works for one of those companies, and he doesn't have he can't smell. Yeah, he just doesn't have a sense of smell. And I, I feel like that must be, I mean, to him, it's normal, obviously. Yeah. It's not weird. He's, it's been that way his whole life. So, like, whatever. But, like, can you imagine not being able to smell stuff? No. Like, the first thing you do when you get a new food is you smell it. Yep. And first then thing I do when I get it. a new anything is smell Pretty it. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. You know, that's true. Or, like, Chris Morocco on Bon Appetit, like, spends, like, a good, like, a good amount of time fucking smelling something before he eats it to the point where the people that 
are asking him to eat it or like, can you please just put it in your fucking mouth? Because <laughs> he's just like sniffing it and sniffing it and sniffing it because smell mm-hmm. is such a strong sense and people don't know that. Anyways. Yep. Okay. I'm done. So I'm talking about advent calendars Wait, tonight. what? That's what we're talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, advent, like what the word means. About the history of it. I'm going to talk in broad terms about like Germans and a lot of our Christmas traditions because Advent calendars come from Germans. Um, I did not know that. Do like a quick rundown of that and then talk about like like digging deep into the history of the Advent calendars too. So I'm going to take you all on a journey. Oh, wow. That's my point. Well, good thing we spent almost 45 (laughs) minutes on this beginning part. Sorry. Our last our last episode was like an hour. What so the fuck else are people going to do who want to avoid their family on Christmas Day? <laughs> Hold on, guys. I'm listening to podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's very educational. So the word Advent actually means coming. Which... <laughs> I'm Advent! <laughs> <laughs> Kate did not like that. She didn't. She didn't. It's great. <laughs> Oh, we like making Kate uncomfortable. It's uh, not very hard. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's very. Or not. is it very hard? She, <laughs> <laughs> She's the purest among us. Yes, she is. Um, so originally it was a period of time before someone converted to Christianity or prepared for baptism. So that's. the Oh, the, you're the, coming to Christianity. Right. That's gotcha. the original, right. original, original <laughs> meaning. Right. You're coming yeah, to Christ. I get I get I'm making a lot of eyes at my co-hosts right now. (laughs) So now it's the four week period beginning on the Sunday closest to the feast day of St. Andrew, which is usually uh, November 30th. So usually an advent calendar marks from just December 1st to Christmas or the nativity. Um, And then uh, it has German origins, as I mentioned. So uh, I'm going to add some stuff about St. Andrew Y'all don't need to know about St. Andrew. I love saints. I'm kind of obsessed with saints. Is he the patron saint of animals, though? Fish. The, oh, fish. Okay. And Wait. fishermen. He's the patron saint of fish? <laughs> yes. Catholics so, have saints for everything, yo. It's who's amazing. Who's the patron saint of dolphins? I, probably St. Andrew. Malcolm Brenner. I think he covers us. St. Brenner. Oh, Again, man. not. I'm pretty sure St. Andrew would cover that. I have to release that episode now because we've talked about yes. it about 30 million times. So one one quick thing about St. Andrew, just to like show you what kind of a dude he was. Mm-hmm. So he, like Jesus, was sentenced to crucifixion, death by crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to die to be a saint, right? Right. Well, except for St. Teresa. Yeah, I think she was. She the, was alive. When yeah, she was, she was the only one that yeah. was. was Anyways. Um, so. They like brought out his cross and it looked like Jesus's cross, which is what we think of as a cross. Yeah, I'm doing a, hand gestures. A that cross. You it's a cross. <laughs> yes. And St. Andrew was like, I can't be crucified like Jesus. I'm not worthy like Jesus. So they turned his crucifixion upside down on an angle. So oh. it's an X instead. Oh. And then splayed him out like leg, leg, arm, arm. Why did he get crucified? I don't know. He's he was probably Christian. A heretic. So the. There could be a whole episode about this. The Christians in ancient Rome, like, oh, they're persecuted, but like they also fucked themselves over. So like when the Christians first came about in ancient Rome, the ancient Romans loved the Jews. Yeah. 
because the Jews like occupied a very special space in ancient Roman society, and the Romans are like, "Oh, you're you're like you're followers of Christ. You're Jewish," and the Christians were like, "We're not fucking Jewish." And the Romans like, wait, you're not Jewish? And the Christians are like, no, we're not fucking Jewish. We're different. We're Christians. And then the Romans are like, we hate you. <laughs> so that's okay. All that's right. Amy's drunk version. <laughs> History in thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back to Advent calendars. <laughs> back to that chocolate. <laughs> So, uh, as I mentioned, it's a German invention. Germans are actually responsible for most of our Christmas uh, traditions. Um, they a couple like quick things that should take very hopefully very limited amount of time. Um, they celebrate something called Saint Nicholas Day on December fifth. Um, so our tradition of like hanging stockings. Um, some people have said it's derived from this tradition, but children would polish their boots and leave them outside. And then, uh, St. Nicholas would fill them with treats the next morning. Sometimes naughty children were visited by Krampus instead. Oh my God. Krampus is a really good, uh, Christmas movie. There's a picture. But it's scary. There's a picture. That's a terrible picture. This is a picture. (laughs) So the movie has Adam Adam Scott and Tony Collette are the like parents. That's a good parent. And it's a very like, depending on how, it's like the ending you can interpret Mm -hmm. a certain way. So like there's one way if you interpret it, it's kind of sad. But the other way, it's like happy depending on how you interpret it. But it's like really good and actually really kind of terrifying. Nice. But also has tiny little like gingerbread people that come alive and try and kill you. That's a little terrifying. Anyways, Krampus. So check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Parents would. Movie reviews in 15 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Parents would encourage their kids to polish their boots and put them outside if they're good. If they were bad, they would flag down Krampus Krampus. and be like, come. I'm like. Show my kid what's. <laughs> Are you still on coming? Yes, Krampus come. What is that? Is it thorns? Oh Jesus mm. Christ! So, uh, on Good the fifth of words. December in Germany, they have this Saint Nicholas Day, but also like dudes would dress up as Krampus love and like parole the streets. There's a Krampus Day that happens around here, and I missed it last year. It's December fifth. Oh my God, we have to. It's do, the same day. We as have Saint to Nicholas go somewhere. Day. You won't, you guys won't be able to because you are fucking busy all the time. But <laughs> I have a job where I don't matter. So <laughs> I'll be free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So uh, Germans also had something called an advent wreath before an advent calendar. So like everything we do for Christmas comes from Germans. Everything. That's everything wild to me. It is wild. So like the Christmas tree yep. comes from Germany. Um, wreaths come from Germany. The, their advent wreath was, I'm going to butcher this, advent secrens. Advent secrens. Uh, it was like a wreath with four candles, and you'd light one candle oh, every Sunday yeah. leading yeah, up yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to love Christmas. that. Fire hazard. Yes. Um, and then uh, they'd celebrate uh, Epiphany, um, and children would go door to door and sing and request treats. So kind of like trick-or-treating. Nice. I like it. But on Christmas. It's getting closer to combine my two favorite holidays. Right. It transformed into caroling. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's that's what it was. And we talked about that during the Halloween yeah, episode a little bit too. Yes. Which I never made because yeah. I'm a bad person. That's okay. And then mulled wine <laughs> comes from Germany. Yeah. Um, and then there's a German uh version of mulled wine. I'm gonna completely fucking butcher this. Furts and Jigable. <laughs> that sounds right, though. There that were a lot. Right. I had a whole part in my thing about, like, all the different countries' types of mulled wine, and only the Swedish ones stayed, because those were the only ones that I could figure out how to pronounce. And Solid. I was just like, I'm not. 
Yeah. I'm not. Anything with an umlaut, forget it. I'm out. So this is a picture of it because you set that shit on fire. Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. I love it. Yes. Uh, so there's also uh, apparently a cult movie from the 90s, a German cult movie that uh, has that word I just butchered as its title. Um, mm-hmm. Or no, it's actually it's called Die Fotzenjigable. <laughs> Say it always and forever. Die what? Say it again. You can do it. It sounded good last time you said it. Didn't it sound right? It did. Yeah, it definitely sounded right. Because I said it quick and with confidence. Yes, that's all it takes. Look at every politician. Butch and dig a ball. <laughs> I think you just killed Melissa. I think she's actually it's dead. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so bad. All right. I've tried real hard to learn German, too, in general. German it's just is not... fucking amazing, but, like... I love it. I've been trying to learn Spanish because, like, that makes the most sense to learn in America, mm-hmm. and I just... Not if you want to immigrate to Europe to right, get the fuck away I'm... from this culture. <laughs> but I'm talking about interacting with the community around yes. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate sense. that people come in and I can't talk to them yeah, unless i yeah. use fucking translator app on my phone which is not the same yeah anyways uh fruitcake also comes from germany Sorry uh about that. stolen you can make gr- good fruit cake. it's true it's true yes my aunt bonnie because i've got a bunch of different aunts yeah but my aunt bonnie makes it's not really f- it she calls it christmas cake yeah mm-hmm. but it's got like cherries and mm-hmm. like maraschino cherries mm-hmm. does and a it bunch look of like stuff. that no because it's more cakey okay but it's so fucking good. You put the icing on top yeah, of it. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's so good. Yeah. Anyways, I've had good fruit cake though. It can be good, just not when you literally make it to last five years, right? Right. Which I assume is where it kind of originated as right. something that could keep. Right. Exactly. And then also, um, what we consider like modernly as iced cookies um, had an origin in Germany as well. To what fruit cake sidebar? Oh god. In the Sims. When new neighbors come over, depending on what world this you're is in. This something we need to add to our already hour-long episode. Depending what world you're in, they'll bring fruitcake. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time, every once in a while you'll eat it and your sim will be happy. But most of the time when your sim eats it, they get very, very sad. <laughs> My grandmother once said to me, why don't people give fruitcake anymore for Christmas? I would love a good fruit cake. A good fruit cake a being fruit the cake. key. Yeah, yeah. The key phrase. Okay, fruit cake. So I have pictures of them, but they're like these giant fucking cookie type things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're made with uh Are these on the drive? Yep. Honey, spices, and ice for decoration too. And they're called Labukachin. Yeah. We're just getting worse the more we go. <laughs> it is. Yes. What does it worse. say on it? Ubist ein vo- They're all called um, the German words because I thought that would be fun for you to try and figure out which is which in the tribe. Ubist ein Voltreffer? That sounds German, right? That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, um, so all of these things come from Germany as well as advent calendars. Um, so advent calendars date back... Uh, in Germany to the 1800s when they really got popular, but they actually date way, way, way further back to that. So, like I said, Advent actually means coming. Um, nowadays, nowadays, we identify Advent as the coming of Christmas or the coming of Christ. <laughs> like, nativity. Um, however, right, like, coming, C-O-M-I-N-G. Right. Not the other one. In the Middle Ages, however, 
It was a term. It, it changed to coming. Lessons <laughs> waiting with bated breath. Uh, it was a term used to mark the second coming, a.k.a. the apocalypse. Oh, nice. So nice, excellent. Nice. Advent was like for well, uh, apocalypse se- cults. Seventh day Adventist. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, you're, right. Considering you don't like that, you're you're doing a good job of drinking it. I'm very happy considering I, you didn't drink all your pool water from the, that episode that's going to have to be released because we keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. Are you OK? <laughs> I already had to do this in the Thanksgiving episode. We need to pull it together. <laughs> all right. Amy needs a minute, guys. She needs a minute to breathe. So, Kate. What's going on? Uh, how's that? Uh, can we talk about the thing that you're yeah, making? Yeah, we can totally talk about that. Yeah, this will be out. Yeah, yeah this will be out after. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. making an advent calendar for Dan. I am. Yeah, yeah. What are you putting in it? So, well, I can't really say all of the things that I'm putting in it because okay. he won't have opened Oh, I thought yet. you were putting the same thing in it every day. Um, It's kind of a mix of okay. things. Um, so, um, yeah, my husband is a big fan of, he's like a you know toy guy mm-hmm. um and so Dan? i know i know <laughs> toygalaxy.com toy, toy <laughs> um and he so um yeah so i'm <laughs> you're I'm, making an advent calendar I'm you're putting advent. stuff in it yeah it's gonna have candy in it and maybe some other things okay fine yeah. all right cool. Are you good now? I'm good. I'm ready. Perfect. I took that opportunity to swallow the the mulled wine I was having difficulty swallowing because I was laughing too hard and then take another swig. (laughs) You got to wash down the, yeah. You got to wash down the first one. You got a cardamom pot in there. Yep, exactly. Uh, So we're at the, where I left off was the reason for the season. That's Mm. the subtitle of my notes. (laughs) So uh, repentance. Mm. Always. That's the reason. Fucking always. (laughs) Catholics, man. Um. So in the Middle Ages, like I said, Advent meant waiting for the second coming, waiting for the yeah, apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, So it was literally a last ditch effort to save your soul before Judgment Day. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. I've been a shithead. I just gotta I say sh- I'm sorry now. Yeah, I should repent. How many well, Hail Marys do I need to say? But that's the other yep. thing about Catholicism. It's, it's like pretty much no matter what you've done, if you confess and repent, you're like good. Yes. Even if you've done some fucking heinous shit as we've learned sometimes, over the last few years yeah sometimes if you just got enough money to pay indulgences you don't even need to repent, repent. <laughs> you just pay those indulgences uh. um so yeah so today it's a last ditch effort to save face before santa adds you to the naughty list ah, so it's right. marking down the days to christmas so right i mean some people use an advent calendar and like actually like say things when they open the door and then eat the chocolate like, so do they have to, like... Confess? Yeah. Each, no. So... Uh, they, first, con- they confess to the shock. Yeah. And yeah. then they, and then they eat, eat their confession. And yeah. it's like eating your own sins. Yeah. It's it's like the Catholic version of eating your own feelings. Yeah. That, isn't that just like a female thing? No. A female it's a Catholic thing? thing. Yeah. Eating your feelings? No. <laughs> I ate three pastries yesterday morning. I saw. Yeah. They were they delicious, though? Delicious. I had a plain croissant. An almond croissant and a cheese danish. Wow. Wow. That's impressive, Melissa. That's a word for it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so 
it originally was like a time of fasting and Lent. So it was considered like another Lenten season. Uh, it was established in the 5th century for every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from the 11th of November until Nativity. So until Christmas, you would fast. That sounds awful. Awful. Yeah. Um I pass out. Yeah, so fasting again, like we talked about in our Easter just episode, the day. it's just during the day. So right. it's when the sun lights up. But and I would that's still very, pass out. If I don't eat period breakfast, of time. I'd pass out. But, because yeah. you're already fasting when you go to bed. And then when you get up in the morning, right. that's a, you fast. The idea is you get up before the sun rises so you can eat before the sun rises. Oh, oh okay. So it's so just in the when winter, the sun's that's up. really easy. Yeah, yeah, in the winter, it's way easy. I mean, I'm doing that now. <laughs> so... Uh, this all, uh, I lost my place. (laughs) (laughs) So originally it was celebrated for the five, five Sundays or five weeks leading up to Christmas, but Pope Gregory the seventh reduced it to only four. Don't trust a Greg. He actually, he made it, he made fasting less. Tell that to this guy, because this guy's, his name's Greg, and he's the one that says don't trust a Greg. That's true. (laughs) So he changed it to just four Sundays, and that was in the 11th century. And then um, it was originally called St. Martin's Lent, because it ran from St. Martin's Day to Epiphany. So remember earlier when I mentioned St. Andrew? Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Yep. I want to do like a whole, I love saints Only if you can tie it to food, baby. I know, I gotta figure it out. Um, (laughs) I'll make that connection. We can do saints of food. Yes. Maybe. Add those topics to the list. Yep. So uh, all of those Sundays leading up to Christmas, they all represented something else and you'd have a different celebration. So the first Sunday would be hope. The second Sunday would be peace and then joy and then love and then Christmas Day. So it sounds like very nice Mm. and sweet. Mm. Um, And like I said, above uh, before I mentioned St. Andrew uh, marking the beginning of the season. And then I just talked about St. Martin. So in the 11th century, people decided that they did not like fasting. Mm. And that's when the Pope, Pope Gregory, like Mm. reduced the amount of time of the Advent season too. So the church moved to shorten the Lenten season starting later. And so they moved it from after the Feast of St. Martin to after the Feast of St. Andrew as the starting day. And then St. Andrew was generally more popular anyway. So he was just like a more popular saint. And then he was considered a more serious and somber saint, as we learned from his story about wanting to be crucified a certain fucking way. Right. Because he, was he wasn't as dude. good as <clears throat> Jesus. Yes. He mm-hmm. took he took that all real mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, fasting fell out of favor and the religious institution decided to focus more on the overall mood or tone of the season. And like I said, they adopted St. Andrew, who was more sober, and they even like set a color palette for the season. So purple was like the color of the Advent Ooh. season until Christmas Day when red would be used to celebrate uh, nativity. So is that because of like birthing and all that shit that comes out? Not literal <laughs> shit. I mean, I know that comes out. That too, comes out, but, too. Like, everything else is just like red. Yeah, maybe. Baby covered in like jelly. Ugh. <laughs> I don't want to eat jelly now. You ruined jelly for me. I mean, it's not that hard to ruin any food item for you. <laughs> so in the 1800s, German began, the Germans began counting down the calendars with an advent calendar. Uh, at first, it was just like hanging up different religious pictures every day as a reminder of the seasons. So they're like, today's this saint. Today's that saint. Today's this saint. Okay, yeah. And just like as a reminders of like, be good, repent, like get your shit together. And then uh, in 1828, um, at the same time that this is happening, so an advent calendar is like, quote unquote, advent calendar is invented in terms of like hanging up pictures of saints and religious figures throughout the season. At the same time, 
the um, situation around chocolate refining oh, yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. better we, and better mm-hmm. and better. We yep, talked a little yep. bit about this yeah. during the Halloween yep. episode yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. right? So in 1828, about the same time that advent calendars start to like, you know, um, not really take off, but start to become a thing. Um, a Dutch chemist discovers a way to make cocoa powder and he invents the cocoa press too. In the 1850s, Germans are bringing all of their various Christmas traditions to the U.S. because there's this mass immigration of Germans to the United States. Mm-hmm. And in 1851, the first handmade wooden advent calendar is made in Germany, too. So this is like the first time. It's not just pictures on a wall of religious things. It's like an actual wooden structure to like put things inside of. And then early advent calendars... All right, we're back. Uh, unfortunately, Kate had to leave us because she had to go move her car so she didn't get towed. And then there was nowhere for her to remove to move her car to. Um, so she's gone. So now it's just Amy and I, wah, wah. which is, you know, whatever. The <clears throat> end of this episode will be a nice surprise for her when she listens to it. Yes. That's even a though great we're very sad that she's gone. Yeah. The joys of living in a city, mm. but not even like a big city. Mm. Anyways, so where a were we? A city with no infrastructure. Accurate. All right. <laughs> Continue. So uh, as I mentioned, 1851 is the first known handmade wooden advent calendar in Germany. And then this is uh, like the first time where you have like a, like a three-dimensional advent calendar. That's like a literal box. Right. Right. So, and the these very early advent calendars included Bible verses behind each door. So, not chocolates, not treats, nothing any of us nothing really want. Nothing fun. Nothing fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, repent. Uh, so, at the same time, like I said, chocolate is like going through leaps and bounds of, of changes. Uh, we have new trade routes opening. We have new methods happening. The 1900s. There is an industry beginning to be built around chocolate. And at the same time, two newspapers began printing um, advent calendars in their newspapers. So, like, just, again, like, a countdown to the holidays. Nothing you could obviously, like, open up Right, yeah. Um, so, the idea of having, like, an actual calendar to mark the season becomes more and more popular and commercialized. And then uh, in 1917, the Roman Catholic Church rules that fasting is out Nice. No yes. longer fashionable. No longer fashionable. Extra, extra. <laughs> fasting is no longer fashionable. I didn't even That's try great. to do. That was a good. A, it wasn't because was. I wasn't even trying. It sounds good to me. Extra, extra. <laughs> feel like that's what they say in those yeah why it's an extra anyways because it's like young illiterate gutter extra extra all right move on it's like seven-year-olds who like have to work for a living did you all did you say gutter kids i said gutter punks (laughs) i want to be a gutter punk that sounds cool It's not. Um, So anyways, uh, at this point, when the fasting rules change by the Catholic Church, the handmade advent calendars start to include things like chocolate. Yay. Yay. Um, And then this dude by the name of Gerald Lang produces the first commercial one in the 1920s. Um, he his is the first commercially produced one and the first one to actually have little doors. So it's not just little compartments. Yeah. Well, yeah, because some of the ones I remember, like, you, like, punch it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, break through it. 
Mm-hmm. That's not like a nice one. Like the nice wooden ones are like the little tiny door that with the little little tiny handle on yeah. it. Yeah. So cute. So and then he stays in business until the 30s when the Nazis shut him down. Mm, sounds the, like something the Nazis would do. Yep. Because the Nazis rationed cardboard, apparently, leading up to World War II. I wonder why. I don't know. What was cardboard used in? I don't know. Huh. Right. Not sure. Uh, anywho. It isn't until the 1950s that commercially produced calendars begin to include things like chocolates and treats widely outside of Germany. And then this is actually when Dwight D. Eisenhower, who we mentioned in our last episode, is photographed opening an advent calendar with his grandchildren. I actually have a picture of the newspaper clipping. Oh, yeah. I saw that in the drive. Yeah. The three kids opening it and it has like a little like a blurb. Yeah. It was sad because it wasn't a Halloween one where they looked all fucking creepy. Yeah. No, no creepy faces. Epi- calendars aid epileptics? Epile- epileptics? Yep. Yep. What? I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing And to being me. sold by the... Oh, being sold by the National Epilepsy League, Inc. to raise funds to aid victims of the disease. Hmm. I didn't read that. Yeah, so it's for charity. Cool. And then uh, that's when uh, advent calendars start to get really popular in the United States is when that uh, hits headlines. Right. Because any time a uh, United States president does anything related to the holidays, then it becomes like ingrained in us for a tradition. We saw that with the Halloween stuff, with trick-or-treating, mm. um, and with it with dressing up, and we saw it with like pardoning the Easter egg rolls. Fucking and, turkeys. Yes, and pardoning turkeys. fucked up. Like there's all sorts of different weird holiday I don't think traditions. anything's going to become a tradition from this current presidency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a face. I'm pretty sure that demonstrates to Melissa I'm thinking really hard <laughs> and nothing's happening. Uh, being borderline illiterate. The new holiday tradition. Yeah, yeah I Anyways, don't know. I don't know. That size 36 font notes. Oh, Jesus, and Sharpie. So fucking bad. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean. He that's... needs an advent calendar to teach him how to read and write. Oh, <laughs> each day is like a different letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah, that like would the work first out one's apple, you know. Yeah. B is book. My five-year-old could teach him some lessons. <laughs> she comes home every day and she goes, A, uh, apple. Like, that's how she goes through the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, does the, like, the letter, the sound, and a word. Oh, my God. She's a fucking angel. She is. Oh. Uh, she was great today. It's real quick, child sidebar. Uh, that's fine. I haven't seen them since you've been back. So. I know. I know that's crazy. Maybe um, I'll, oh, you said you're doing like a Christmas thing. Yeah, we'll talk off. Yeah, off. Yeah. off show. <laughs> off. We don't need to make social plans on the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna be here at this time and place <laughs> together. But anyways, she, uh, my son, my three year old was like acting up today. Pardouche. Yep. And because yeah, he's he just has a hard time communicating mm-hmm. and and understanding his emotions, which are very big right now for his body. Aww. So. Uh, I told him he needs to use his words to communicate and then get a grown up if that doesn't work. And then my daughter chirped in and she goes, or he could become a problem solver and think of a way to solve the problem himself. And I was just like, you are so fucking cute. Yes. So that had nothing to do with anything. Angel. I put a bunch of pictures in the drive that we did not whatever it's fine that we did not look at you'll put them yeah. on the blog yeah i'll put them on the blog i have a picture of like an original advent calendar too from germany uh yeah i see yep 
with yeah. lots of just religious pictures in there. And then it's just a couple quick weird facts. Uh, a four foot tall tree shaped advent calendar once sold in 2007 for $50,000. It's the uh, most valuable advent calendar of all time. Why? Each compartment held organic chocolate and proceeds supported cocoa farmers in Belize. So it was for like a philanthropic thing that like Aww. rich people auctioned. I, mm, I wonder how much money they actually got. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, and then in 2007, a train station in London erected a 232 foot tall advent calendar, which is the largest advent calendar ever recorded. Wow. In history. Yeah. You don't have a picture of that? I don't. Wow. I didn't think of that. You see, uh, it's a lot of misses here, Amy. <laughs> No, it's just mulled wine, damn it. It's the mulled wine? <laughs> you were drinking mulled wine when you were putting these all these images and stuff in the drive and doing your research? No, I was wrestling my two children. Yeah, that. And dreaming about mulled wine. <laughs> Hoping for a day in which I might imbibe. I doubt that is true. In mulled wine. Oh my god. Yeah, that's all I got. So that's great. Yeah. Okay, so you missed the last five minutes. Advent calendars are German. Yep. Like everything With, else. Like everything else we do for Christmas. So weird. Thanks, Germany. Yeah. Except wonder, for Nazism. Well, sure. In the Berlin Wall. I wonder why those things like held on. Um, I think so the time in which the German immigrants came over, like the eighteen hundreds, it's when we were trying to form a cultural identity as a country. Mm. It was, you know, after the Constitutional Convention in the 1780s. Uh, like I said, this is the same time when we were, you were bitching earlier about uh, UK words. Oh, yeah. And spelling. Having extra U's in them. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's that's how we used to spell shit, too. And the uh, as a fledgling country, we created our own dictionary. I mean, English, like American English is really hard to learn. Yes. I mean, but I that's, assume as is other like british english yes, i assume is but also that's very germanic hard. too it's a germanic language uh. so like even our language is germanic um huh. yeah but it, like everything that we formulated out of our cultural identity was it was a way to try and differentiate ourselves from from great britain because we hated those motherfuckers yeah because we committed treason and waged war against them yeah until we formed a special relationship with them in world war ii special with hot dogs as we talked about in an early rela- earlier episode mm. yeah <coughs> oh sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i tried to hold that cough yeah in. no it's all right I, I mean you know you could just like push the mic away but i turned my head away oh and my god my i mouth. made that a lot worse than it needed to be all right great <laughs> stuff we're done yeah uh kate's gone mentally emotionally physically done everything's terrible <laughs> So everybody have a very Merry Christmas or whatever other Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Festivus for the rest of us. For the rest of us, make sure you air your grievances. Yeah, that's part Um, of that should be part of every family's traditions. Uh, yeah, wrestle those grievances out. Yep. Um, we had a coworker one day or one day one year. He doesn't work with us anymore, but he made a Festivus pole and brought it in because we had a Christmas tree, like a small Christmas mm-hmm. tree that I put up every year in the mm-hmm. break room. So he brought in a Festivus pole that he made and it had a little toothpick with a little sign on it that said Festivus for the rest of us. And I loved it. And I cherish that memory. To oh, this day. that's amazing. We yeah. had when I worked in Minnesota, we had a uh, menorah that when the last Jewish employee left. The rest of the employees were like, we don't have to put this shit up, right? I mean, we, I don't think we have any Jewish employees. 
It's fucking wild. Lived, yeah, I mean, I lived in an in a urban area that had a lot of very heavily Jewish suburbs. Yeah. So it was neat. Yeah, was we neat. don't do that. But I like to see our Christmas tree is non secular. The star is um, Tom Brady eating a turkey leg, leg on the field. I mm. made it myself. Wow. So we crafty. We pray to uh, the patron saint of New England, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Not have you saint seen that Nicholas. new Paul Rudd Netflix show? No. Tom Brady. Isn't I it? know that. <laughs> I saw a thing about it. That's great. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So now we're actually done. Yeah. So now we say bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.